On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I sit down with Jordan Salvit, an absolutely incredible e-commerce strategist. He dug into the numbers of one of the brands that I own, and oh man, you guys are going to want to listen to this one. It was a couple of tough pills to swallow, but some incredible insights and some incredible action steps moving forward that we know will continue to grow this brand, even in a difficult times like it's been in the past uh, year or so. Guys, if you are in any sort of direct consumer business right now, you are not going to want to miss this one. Hey, hey guys, are you struggling to create offers that actually convert? Look no further than our must-have brand new course called Million Dollar Offers. With just a few short videos, you're going to learn the seven essential elements of a million dollar offer and how to leverage the power of AI and chat GPT to iterate on your headlines and your prompts. The great news is that this course is actually completely free. So Google Upgrowth Academy, that's Upgrowth Academy, and looks at the course called Million Dollar Offers. You guys will not regret this one. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. I have back on the podcast today, Jordan Salvit from Salvit Advisors. Jordan, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun last time. I'm excited to, to dive in. Oh, absolutely. Today. So today, guys, I'm getting actually put in the hot seat. This is going to be an incredibly uncomfortable episode here where you're going to see me squirm around a little bit and be like, oh, yikes. So, okay. Jordan is going to be running me through. Well, actually, Jordan, why don't you take the lead here and, and let me know exactly what we're going to be talking about? Because I'm really looking forward to diving into this. And what I'm hoping for our audience is that they're going to see the sort of in insights that we're actually able to get and some of the potential action items that we're going to be able to glean from those insights. And then hopefully act, see if they can get something like this from you or potentially even just look at the methodology of what you've done and then go and do it themselves. So that's my hope for you guys today. I think this is going to be a great episode. Awesome. I think so too. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So to give you the rundown of what I've done after our last conversation, we gave an offer to all the listeners to say, hey, come on and sign up for a leverage playbook. But we got off the line. I said I was going to do it for you, for one of your brands, for Little and Lively. Yeah. And so what we did was we connected to your Shopify account, we connected to your Facebook and Google accounts and started to dig in and do our analysis. And so that's the background of today's conversation. And so what I would like to do is give you a high level um, of what we've done, what, what I looked at, just the overall quality and health of your yep. business and, uh, and an analysis on that side, and then maybe point out a handful of things. And I'm going to call out really probably two things will be my main call outs for you today. And those I think will be really just help you continue to scale as is the name of the business. This is great. Right. And I want to let you guys know it actually, it's taking a lot of courage for me to do this live right now, guys. This is not easy. And I think it's not easy for a lot of us to take a look at our own businesses. I will let you know, I'm an incredible consultant. When I talk to people and when I consult with people, I'm incredible. And sometimes we kind of forget with our own businesses. And so this is super vulnerable for me, guys. And I hope that what you get from this is that feeling of vulnerability that like, oh yeah, I can actually go to an expert. And no matter how far I've come out, or feel like I've come in certain areas, there's always somebody, especially a third party who can point out things that maybe you can't see in the blind side. So just throwing that caveat in there. So Jordan, take it away. Perfect. So let me start by saying you've built a great business, right? It's great to see across the board, you started the business. Actually, maybe you can give a little bit more to, to everybody, but it, it, you started the business over five years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Eight years ago, yeah. actually, is when we really started. So my wife was like a designer for years and started this thing called Carmen West Creative Littles. And it was like, oh, that's a mouthful. Like, 
Let's see what we can do. And so we just kind of came up with Little and Lively, realized that we could buy the trademark. And we're like, okay, let's do this. Started selling at markets and that sort of thing. And then Shopify came around and then Facebook ads came around and we just kind of grew and grew. The pandemic came around and then that's kind of where we've been at, you know, like it's grown to a nice level. We would definitely like to get it to that next level is where we would like to be. Fantastic. I think it was amazing to see how you were able to grow through COVID. You had your best year in 2020 yep. and seeing how you took that across the board was fantastic. And so I think that proves number one, where you can go, right? Where that trajectory of the business can go because Yes, things have been tougher a little bit. And we see that in some of the marketing efforts yeah. that you've had. But across the board, you've done an amazing job showing and, and maintaining the health of the business. So just wanted to call that out. I think one of the things that I want to call out for you and actually the percentage of your revenue that is coming from existing customers versus mm, customers. something that keeps me so, up at night all the time Jordan thank you for pointing that out <laughs> <laughs> well it's something that is critical when you're thinking about a growing business and over the course of the last two years just to give you the number your business has actually only had 22 and a half percent coming from customers. new yeah. customers you heard so it here folks the majority of your business is coming from existing customers and that's amazing. Why is that amazing? Because you have a loyal customer base that are buying and they're coming back and repurchasing from you. That means that if you've structured it right, you're profitable on the first purchase and you're able to do and grow yeah. from there. But as a whole, it means that you're not growing enough. And I would advocate for you to be thinking about how do you spend more of your revenue, more into marketing and to really juice this up. And the real question is going to be, where do you spend that dollar on advertising and how? And so I think good. Right. In most companies that I interact with have the opposite problem. They have 80%. They're a new brand. They have 80%, 90% people are new yeah. customers. And that's the opposite because then it's all cash flow and we're all just trying to catch up. So you have the opposite. People love your product. Just getting in their hands, right? That's what we talk about all the time. It's like, just get them to feel. We have this like trademark fabric called Soothe Knit. And it's really like what people know us for. It's why our returning customer rate is so high. And can I ask yeah. you? So can I ask you, do you know what is the best category of product for you in terms of what to put something in somebody's hand for the Yeah, in the, in the baby side, for sure. Okay, so I'll tell you straight out, not only in the baby side and the children's side, but actually leggings. Yes. Your bamboo leggings are your number one revenue driver and cohort driver. So if you get from what the data shows, what we did was we plotted the lifetime value of every single product SKU that you have. And if somebody purchases for the first time and they purchase, let's say, a baby's leggings or they purchase, I know you have a pullover or other things that you sell as well. You have adult product that you sell. We looked at it and we said, which one is the first product we should put in somebody's hands? What is going to drive lifetime value and lifetime revenue across the board? And it's amazing to see that your bamboo leggings have like a $450 lifetime revenue yeah. for people that start with that product. Un absolutely unreal. So interestingly, I want to step in. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm having a hard time playing host and hosty. <laughs> so, no, go for it. Go for it. It's probably like, Jordan, can you yeah. just shut up? Like, uh, sorry, this Jordan? Like, But actually, interestingly, so we had looked at some cohort data like this and thought to ourselves, interesting, I wonder if we could even get to them sooner, right? Like if we could get to them sooner. And so we actually purchased a bow company because I thought, oh, let's get them baby bows when they're newborns, right? Right away, get them into bows. 
The problem is it actually didn't translate. It did not translate from yeah. bow over because it wasn't the same product. It wasn't selling yes. from bamboo leggings into bamboo shirts and bamboo dresses and all of these things, right? So that was a big mistake, big learning, maybe a couple hundred grand learning. But these are good learnings. And the reality is, so now you understand that the product is not transferable as from a baby on that respect, yeah. right? But the other thing that I'll share, and you called it out, you said, where is the leader for us is going to be children's product, but go the other way, if the first product or one of the first products that a customer gets in their hands is actually an adult product, so what you know, you're pushing matching sets right now of uh, let's get an adult product and the child match your little one, I think is what you've got out there, right? Match your mini, the lifetime revenue of adult products of somebody buying an adult product and then staying loyal to you is actually low. So if that's the first product they buy, their lifetime revenue is almost half of that of, of some of these. Legs. So I want to let you know something that we made a massive decision with this past year. I'm hoping that these are some pats on the back here because we made a really difficult decision this year, we were the Kindred Studio, which had all of the adult and all of that kind of stuff. And we realized, or we thought through the data that we were seeing, actually, we need to focus on little and lively. That's where the, the yeah. margins are. That's where customers come in. And so you saying this actually is like, okay, our intuition and the data that we were looking at might've been pretty similar. So that's really good to know. Okay. So it's great that you've already taken actions on this side. And this way you're putting the right first products into people's hands. And that is the most likely to get them to buy yeah. again. Right. And I know it's not conclusive. I'll share with you. One of the things that the team called out was that including bamboo in the naming of your leggings versus without having it in there, the lifetime value was again an extra I think 20% higher when it had the word bamboo in there. Slack, 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 team, 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 bamboo, bamboo, bamboo. Exactly. <laughs> Something to test. I, I can't say that here it is, but I know that when we look at it across the board, it may just be a specific product as your point of a patent pending or trademarked product on that side. But I think that's another insight that I would give you around your product and the product analysis. That's a million dollar piece of advice right there, Jordan. Thank you. I'd never even thought to think about that with the product titles of where we have it, because I'm pretty sure we only call maybe a few pairs of leggings, the bamboo cotton or something that's like right. that. So, yeah. And, and all of our products use the same fabric type. So, so then that's <laughs> a big deal, yeah. right? That's something that if you can A-B test the just the naming convention of that, it, it could be very interesting to see how that yeah. came, right? So very valuable idea on that side. And then I also took a look. And so now switching gears yeah. a little bit, right? from the, your customers to what we talked about, they are with you. Once they're in, they love your product. We talked about that to begin about revenue. So we think about your overall lifetime value and your general and, and your payback period, right? So outside of a few months this year, you were almost contribution margin positive. If I had an estimate, I didn't ask you what your gross margins were, but I took some guesses. You're basically contribution margin positive in first yeah. purchase. And that's wonderful. And your average order value is about $125 when people are purchasing for their first order, right? But beauty is, from what I'm seeing, is you're getting them, let's just say $100. They continue to come back. Your engagement rate, about 10% of people are coming back every single month afterwards. So just to kind of give a little bit of an explanation of engagement rate for those people that are not familiar with it, if you bring in 100 people today to buy from your business, what we think about is what percentage of those 100 people buy again one month later, buy again two months later, and three yeah. months later. Now, this is different than 
repurchase rate, but engagement rate basically says 10% buy one, one month later. So 10 people will buy a month later. 10 people will buy two months later. 10 will buy three months later. If we have 10% engagement rate equal, but what it does not say is that are those unique people that that's saying 10 people could buy one month. Those same 10 people could buy a month yeah. later right? on where that is, but that a good engagement rate and a strong engagement rate for you. And I'm just looking at this across the board, but your engagement rate right now, you're consistently about five to eight percent, depending on where it is for the first year where people are with you. And now what that means is you're essentially doubling a customer's revenue on average within a year. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. So you've got $125, you've got 250 within the first yeah. 12 months and your repurchase rate within two years, within six months, just in case you don't know the number is about 25%. Yeah. Right. So you're getting people in within six months to buy again on average, which is fantastic. And you bring that all the way up to 40% within two years. So showing again, low loyalty on that side. So question to you, because you have a strong repurchase rate, it seems consistent. People love yeah. your product on that side. And we talked about it. You're only at a 20% new customers. Have you considered spending more, right? What has been your limitation on why you haven't spent more to fuel this business? Even Yeah, that's a really good question. So what we found in post iOS 14.5 era is that Facebook mm -hmm. has been really good at getting in front of the customers who are already going to purchase and had, and who have purchased before. And so what we're finding is that our meta new customer, our NCAC is through the roof. And so it's not really scalable. Right. It's like it had been around 80-ish dollars last year. And so we were trying to figure out what to do. So interestingly, actually, I heard Sean, I forget what Sean's last name is at Ridge, chat about how what they did is because they were having an issue like this is they just axed their pixel and their ad account and got new ones because it had so much learning from those old customers on it. So that's something I've been thinking about potentially doing. We actually did actually open a new ad account recently to test that. So yeah. Well, so it's possible I don't have access you to don't, new ad you don't. if you've yeah. already started spending yeah. on it. Right? But I would tell you, I, I think that's a great idea. I personally, for KitnetBox, for, we did that almost every year. Wow. We launched a new ad account, a new pixel, because that's right. Facebook learns across the board who your customers are and where that is, right? And actually one of the observations, and that's why I was asking you about your marketing, where that's it. I saw that you, over the course of the last four, uh, over the last six months, that you're in platform, your new customer CPAs, your NCACs, as you said, were, were sky yeah. high. Which is why we shut everything off, which I'm sure you saw, because yeah. I was like, we got to figure this out. This is a big deal. Yeah. But what was fascinating is that your revenue as a whole didn't go down and tank. And I you know. pushed in and you leaned into Google yeah. across the board. Well, definitely. we're also leaning into affiliates, Jordan. We've made a massive affiliate program because right. we're like, who's got the customers that we can't seem to find right now, these new customers? So that's one of the other places. I think that's fantastic. And I think, though, what I would say to you across the board is you were seeing, just so for everyone to understand what Jordan is saying and how the NCAC data wasn't matching, in platform in Facebook, you were seeing a $20 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. According to Facebook, they were bringing you customers at $20. And you were like, hey, here we are. Let's do it. Let's do more. Right. But you were not seeing those new customers come in the door. So, and what was fascinating is the overlap between what you were seeing there versus what you were seeing in Google. Google is not over, what was not over account. Not at all. And now that you've turned it off, you're getting the same demand. You're doing well on that side, which is fantastic, right? And one of my biggest recommendations was coming into this was Performance Max is where you're putting all of your money. I would advocate for you to test even further scale through Google Shopping as yeah. well, even 
standard yeah. shopping, not only Performance Max. And then I was going to say to you, it's still worth going and trying to go back to Facebook. I love the idea of a new pixel. I love the idea of the new account. But at the same time, potentially just understanding those multiples and seeing if there are other tools that can help you identify only new customers. There are tools out there nowadays like the Little Data and Elevar and Converge that are out there that are help you can target new customer purchases mm. also. And that could be an interesting way to test the waters again, get new pixels in there and new event types in there, a custom conversion. So you're only tracking towards new customers because clearly you don't need it. Once somebody's in, they know how that what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'd, yeah. I'd love to hear another thought from you here. One of the other things that we were thinking about is just basically, we know that nobody says that they hear about us from TikTok. We don't really advertise on TikTok. We know our customers are there though, right? We know that they're there. Everyone's there. And so the thought was actually shut all of meta down or at least keep it at a low and then start to scale over on TikTok because we know that we don't acquire customers there. I, I don't know. Like, what do you think about that as a strategist? I think you need to be testing other platforms. And the real question is, if you believe that Facebook is dead and that this is like with iOS 14, it just it knows how to bring repeat customers back in the door or take credit for all of them, then I understand your perspective of let's go and find another channel. And TikTok's a good one. It's just making sure you're testing reasonably. I think the other reality is YouTube is a good one as well for you to yeah. think about when you're thinking about testing. And the market is so large for children's clothing and leggings in the space that you're in that I think it's really, as you said, just brand awareness. And you know your product is so good that you have no problems. People are going to come back and yeah. buy. So just need to push in a little bit more, I think. That's yeah. Right. yeah, it's really interesting because at Upgrowth Commerce, behind me here, you know, we spend millions of dollars a month, right? And our clients do very, very well. And it's really interesting though, because in apparel, this is something I've seen across the board. Like this is not a unique problem necessarily to, and sorry, across the board, I would say probably 80% of the apparel brand ad accounts that I look at are very similar and in a very similar situation. And it's funny because you know what my number one recommendation is? New ad account, new pixel. Have I done it? No, <laughs> guys, I don't know what it's like for me too. I'm one minute late to every meeting and I don't know what it is. And I will literally sit here until the next minute and can't do it. And sometimes you need people like a Jordan Salvat in your life to be like, dude, just do it, you know? Yeah. So listen, I think that's right. I think there's so much that we can be doing. And I don't know that a new account, new pixel is going to be the solution, no. right? But the point is, is that we need to test it and we need to make sure and measure it accordingly. And so as you said, your NCAC was in the high 80s at some point, early low 90s. Right. So here you are. If we want to be in a growth mindset, we need to be actively testing all yeah. the time. And if that means a new ad account, great. If that means a brand new testing out on TikTok, again, I understand it. If it means something else, right? As you're looking at affiliates, I think that makes sense. And figuring out how to reach your new customers, people that have never heard about your brand before is great. Yeah. Right. And you haven't hit the ceiling. No. Right. So it's not here it is that you've hit the ceiling. There's so much more that you could be doing. And I'll give you another example of something that you could be doing even within the Google ecosystem is conquesting specifically around your direct competitors keyword, right? Because you know, for example, leggings, but you could look out there and say, we want to specifically target, get your hands on our leggings, but we're guaranteed to beat the others, right? Especially since you're proven in your product, that's a really great way to take something that's high intent already. People didn't know about your customers and they can come in and be really competitive. I love that.
What else do you got for me, Jordan? I think those are the big ones. I think if I had to give you two things to focus on, it's simply things that some of them you're already working on, uh, like we said, trying to figure out growth of the new customers specifically in those channels like we just talked about, as well as really staying focused on getting people, children's products in people's hands as that first product. If you did nothing else, and those were the only two things you focused on in your business, I think you would see consistent and continuous growth. Love right? that. And that's it. I think there are lots of other things that we've talked about today, repurchase rates, engagement rates, other things that help us slice and dice the data. But that if, again, we boil it down to just a couple of priorities, those are them. This was really helpful, Jordan. And I hope you guys watch this one on YouTube so you can actually see my face and actually know that like this is really hitting home, guys. And something that I've been struggling with as I'm trying to parse the data and be like, what is going on here? People love this brand. And yet, why is our returning customer rate so high? And sorry, why are new people not coming in? You know, like, where are they? Actually, the last thing I can think about is how do you create a better referral program? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because chances are all of your customers are, you know, have other mothers that they work with, right? And so how can you create a much better referral program? So shout out to my bros over at uh, Social Snowball. We did just get launched with that. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So, Another yeah. one. You've got a highly engaged customer base. I'm sure that's going to be a yeah, big one. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for taking the time to do this for me. Like really, I understand when we do stuff like this at Upgrowth Commerce for people, it does actually take us hours upon hours of our team's time. I appreciate this more than you can know, Jordan. If people want something like this and a conversation like this and a deep dive like this, are you still offering these for like a reduced cost or what does that look like? We're still offering them. So we head on over to salvit.com and fill in your information. And we're a little bit backlogged right now, but thankfully things have been good, but we're still offering it to any new customer, that anybody that's interested, and we'll dig in and have that conversation with you and share these kinds of insights as well. That's great. So salvit.com or look me up on LinkedIn, Jordan Salvit. Yeah, awesome. So guys, remember everything that we've talked about today will be down in the show notes. I probably am not going to share all my stats with you in the show notes, but everything else that we've talked about, if we referenced a tool or anything like that, it's going to be down in the show notes. So please take advantage of this. I was really looking forward to this conversation and it did not disappoint. Jordan, I'm so glad you only gave me too big to do something I'm really learning as we've started to implement EOS in all of our companies is that less is more. It's always more getting these big things done. And and this, you know, if I can get to a 50-50 repurchase rate versus new customer rate, oh my gosh, that changes everything in this business. So okay. yeah, well, thank you again. Good. I'm happy it resonated. Of course. Absolutely. Thank you for having yeah. me. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Hey guys, just wanted to say thanks again so much for listening to the podcast. If I could ask one favor of you, it would be to share this with your other e-commerce store owner friends. Uh, we want uh, everyone in the e-com space uh, to be listening to this podcast and lots of you guys already are. And we really, really appreciate that. One last thing before you go as well is we are offering to our podcast listeners a free e-commerce growth plan where we go from strategy to sale with your brand in this e-commerce growth plan. So feel free to go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com slash grow and apply for a free growth plan today. Thank you all again so much for listening.